Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. I mean, stop, Seager. Toss on off the first. In time to get seven. Three-run homer. Robinson can off the lefty specialist, Fernando Abad. And the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away, center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven. Scoreless innings. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back. It's Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thrilled to be here. It's been a long time, a long, long time. But what better day than to restart the podcast than opening day, the very best day of the year. Finally, opening day is here. The Seattle Mariners start their season tonight against the Cleveland Indians. Felix Hernandez on the hill, Corey Kluber going for Cleveland. We'll talk a lot about Felix and his start coming up in just a few minutes. We'll hear from Mel Stottlemyre Jr., Rick Riz, a chance to sit down with the Mariners pitching coach before the Mariners broke camp to head up north to Seattle. Also, Daniel Vogelback, one of the big stories in spring training this year, Aaron Goldsmith sat down with the Mariners' first baseman and had a chat. This won't be a long podcast, but it feels so great to be back. I know it's been a while. The intention was to start a little sooner than opening day, but here we are. Better late than never, right? And this will be the first of many, many during the course of this season. I think I forgot how to do this. I was having some technical issues. It took me a while to unravel those. At the same time, My dog, Satchel, who I haven't seen in a month, is pawing at me to pet her constantly, which is making this all that much more challenging. But here we go. Let's let's talk Felix and opening day. This will be Felix's 10th straight opening day start for the Mariners, joining very rare company in Major League Baseball history. He's 11th opening day start for the Mariners. And just to put that in some perspective that's the fourth most in Mariners history and not for pitchers only I'm talking any position Edgar Martinez the most opening day starts in Mariners history he had 15 in a Mariners uniform Ken Griffey Jr. 13 opening day starts Ichiro counting tonight this will be his 12th opening day start and for Felix number 11 so the King will take the ball against Cleveland. I thought it would be fun to look back on some of Felix's opening days. His first one, Monday, April 2nd, 2007, against the Oakland A's. And the Mariners would go on to win that ball game and blank the A's in the opener. Win the game against the Giants here last year. And Bonds really gave him some great credit for his stuff. The 1-1 pitch and a swing and a fly ball to center field. This should do it. Ichiro is under it. And the Mariners have won the opening game behind the brilliant, brilliant pitching of Felix Hernandez. And one inning of shutout ball by J.J. Putt. So they're off and moving here on the right note in 2007. The Mariners four and the A's nothing. We'll be right back. 
Yeah, Mariners won that opener. Felix Hernandez, eight innings, three hits, no runs, two walks, and 12 punch-outs. Ichiro, the starting center fielder in that one, one for four in that ball game. Felix did not get the opening day start the next year. 2008, Eric Bedard took the ball for that ball game. Then Monday, April 6th at Minnesota, the Mariners 6-1 to winners in 2009 to start the season. Felix in that ball game, eight innings again, five hits, one run, three walks, and six strikeouts in that ball game. Mariners won that day. The following year in 2010, again against Oakland, this started a long run against the A's on opening day. Monday, April 5th, 2010, Felix outduels the A's. Mariners win 5-3. to three. Felix, six and two-thirds, three hits, three runs earned, six walks, four strikeouts. Mariners get the win. The following year, again against the A's, Friday, April 1st, Felix in that ball game was very, very good. Felix Hernandez trying to put a bow on this one. Here is the windup and the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. And the ball game is over. Miguel Olivo fired the ball down to Figgins at third, but the ball game is over. Felix Hernandez goes all the way here on opening night. Nine innings, five hits, two runs, no walks, five strikeouts, a homer on 108 pitches, a complete game on opening night as the Mariners beat the A's 6-2, to two, April 11th, April 1st in 2011. The following year, again against Oakland, March 28th, Felix in 2012. 1-2 pitch, and it's strike three called, got him looking. For Felix, strikeout number five, and that's the second time he has fanned Brandon Allen. One away for the A's here in the bottom of the fifth. Again going deep, eight innings, five hits, one run, no walks, and six strikeouts. Mariners won that game 3-1, to one, two runs in the 11th for the opening day victory. Following year, April 1st, against Oakland, Felix Hernandez again. Hernandez looks in to get the side from Montero. The windup and the 3-2. Donaldson with a swing and a miss. Strike three. Second time that Felix has fanned Josh Donaldson, and that is strikeout number eight for Felix tonight. Seven and two-thirds, three hits, no runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. Mariners beat the A's in that ball game. <laughs> it's a trend. 2 nothing. The Mariners beat the A's in that game. March 31st, changing it up, playing the Angels that time instead of the Oakland A's. This is March 31st, 2014. He delivers, swing and a miss, strike three, and awkward. Almost a little bit of an ugly swing there from Raul. That's the 10th punch out tonight for King Felix. And for Felix, that is now his 27th career, 10 strikeout game or more. Sounds weird. Raul playing for the Angels. 0 for 4 in that game. Three strikeouts for the Angels. Mariners won 10 to 3. Felix, six innings, four hits, two earned runs, one walk, 11 strikeouts in the ballgame. Again, that was the Mariners' win to start 2014. 2015, again playing the Angels. 
And again, another win for Felix Hernandez and the Mariners. Here comes the Kings. 2-2, and it is strike three called. Took a while there for Larry Vanover. He thought about it, but he gives Felix his 10th strikeout. And the King, on opening day 2015, has allowed only one run on just two hits over the first seven innings, and he struck out 10. Yeah, seven innings of two-hit ball, one run, one walk, 10 strikeouts in that effort against the Angels. Another win for the Mariners. This one, 4-1, to one, they beat the Angels. But their string of wins would come to an end in 2016 on opening day. Felix against Texas in 2016. The 0-2 to Moreland. Swing and a miss and a breaking ball in the dirt. Knocking it down. Ionetta the throw to first in time. Strike three and that will retire the side. Felix Hernandez with his first strikeout of the 2016 season. He gets out of a jam here in the bottom of the first. Six innings, one hit. One earned run, five walks, six strikeouts. Texas ekes out a win against the M's opening day, 2016, 3-2. And then last year on opening day, Mariners taking on the Houston Astros. And the Astros winning 3-0 over the M's. Felix, five innings, five hits, two runs earned, no walks, six strikeouts. As Dallas Keuchel went seven scoreless in that one for Houston. So a little bit of history of opening days and Felix Hernandez on opening day as he'll get the ball again tonight against Cleveland and Corey Kluber. Then an off day, James Paxton will take the ball on Saturday. Then Mike Leake will go on Sunday, the three starters against the Cleveland Indians. Now what about the pitching for the Mariners? What about the staff, the stories during the spring? Here's Rick Riz with Mel Stottlemyre, Jr., what were some of the surprises for you here in uh, spring training, Cactus League style 2018? You know, I think the biggest and the most gratifying surprise was uh, Danny Altavila and kind of looking at what he did the last month of the season last year in September, really embracing pitching off a slider and in the fastball command starting to play a little more importance to his arsenal. He, he really uh, has moved forward. You know, not only with like his delivery and just I use the word controlled aggression with him, just getting a handle on how his body goes down the slope and then the uh, ability to get the fastball in there. Everybody, the whole baseball world knows about his slider. So he's had a tremendous spring training, you know, with a loss of Phelps. He's going to play a a very large part of how far this ball club goes and uh, and that bullpen. The long relief role is is such a tough role. What what about the spring for Casey Lawrence? He, Lawrence, he was outstanding. You know, here's a guy. It's it's he's not going to wow you with stuff, but just the uh, we've added the uh, the timing deception with the different deliveries, the hold, and we talk about a bull rush. He's done some different things there, but you know his usage as well, and not painting himself into bad spots and having to throw fastballs. A, a wonderful spring training. You know, this guy's a pitchman. He's a lot like Mike Leake, and uh, he does. He can do a lot of different things. He's an important part down there because he's going to protect the guys uh, that pitch in winning games and take nothing away from Casey. But, you know, when, when we're down two or three runs and, and we need a guy to give us a couple, two or three innings, yeah. Casey's going to be that guy for us. Wade LeBlanc shows up a couple of days ago coming over from the Yankees organization. He was here a couple of seasons ago. Where do you see him fitting again with the ball club? 
Well, right now he's going he's gonna to go into the bullpen and, and give us some length there. But, you know, he creates some depth, some starting depth. And he's done it, did a wonderful job for us, you know, in Seattle when he came over. And, uh, you know, I trust this guy. I know him well. I know how he's wired, and he's a strike thrower. He can do some things. So he, he'll he play the part like Casey does out into the bullpen. And, uh, again, you know, you look at kind of last year, uh, the innings that gave us trouble in the middle and guys like Casey and, and Wade LeBlanc will fill those roles and keep us in games and give us a chance to win. Brazil with pitching coach Mel Stonemeyer Jr. Mel, the big story this spring, uh, Felix Hernandez, not a whole lot of innings because of uh, the injuries. What did he show you the other day that said, okay, he's going to be okay for opening night on Thursday? Yeah, I think he pitched eight, eight innings, which is not a conventional uh, way, way to build guys, uh, their pitch counts in their innings, but you know, we all know what Felix is capable of doing when he's healthy, and uh, he showed us that in his in his few outings. He's not going to be able to go out and go 100 pitches for us like he has in the past, but you know he can give us 80 to 85. Hope he gets into the sixth inning. But he had a nice little spring, and uh, the way that he's kind of changed his approach and pitching the contact early, and he's still going to wipe guys out and in yeah. finish counts. So uh, I love what he's doing his, from his preparation to. You know his his intensity and focus, and then Paxton two, Leak three, and then uh, Gonzalez will see game four in San Francisco. Not a bad rotation. You know things are looking up for us. It, it was looking grim early with guys getting, you know, injured, and and uh, the the timing of everything is is good for the Seattle Mariners right now. Great job this spring. Uh, good luck on Thursday night. Thanks a lot for the visit. Good luck this afternoon. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Mr. Riz. And on the offensive side of things, Daniel Vogelback, a big spring. Aaron Goldsmith, a chance to sit down with the Mariners' first baseman. Dan, it has been a lot of fun watching you play so far this spring training. You look so relaxed. How are you feeling out there? Um, I feel really good. Um, like you said, I, I do feel relaxed. I um, feel like I'm just playing the game that I've always played You know, my whole career. Uh, growing up and not putting any more pressure on myself and I'm just um, you know have a smile on my face playing enjoying it with a great group of guys and you know I feel like when I am having a good time and smiling that's when I play my best. So it's easy for a guy like Robinson Cano or Nelson Cruz to be relaxed this time of year right like Nelson Cruz goes a week and a half without a hit and it's okay because he's Nelson Cruz when you're a younger guy and you're still looking to establish yourself as a major league player how do you stay relaxed this time of year when you know that the results that you make on the field are actually really, really important. Um, I think, to be honest, it's learning from mistakes. And last year, you know, I've said it multiple times, I put a lot of pressure on myself um, trying to make the club and, you know, trying to do things, you know, more than I'm capable of doing or, you know, putting more pressure on myself. And I think that it's just um, continuing to realize that, you know, I can't control a lot of things, but the things I can't control is, you know, how I come to the park every day with a smile on my face, how I work, and, you know, the results will come from doing those things. So I think it's not, you know, I know it's easy to say, but not getting caught up in result results and, um, you know, just continuing to have fun and realize that, you know, if you do have fun and you do work hard, the results, you know, most of the time are going to be there at the end of the day. Any changes for you during the course of this offseason to tweak in the stance, the bat, anything, anything different for you going into this season? Um, yeah, I did. I, uh, I changed some things in my swing. You know, I thought that it was time to, you know, I had some talks with some people and it was time for me to, uh, you know, really start to drive the ball. And, you know, my whole career, I've been a guy that, you know, has been on, tried to get on base and, you know, look for walks and work pitch counts. And, you know, that's great and all, but, you know, for me and my type of, uh, the game that I bring, I need to drive the ball and I need to hit the ball, you know, in the gaps and hit home runs and, 
uh, drive people in, and that's what I'm capable of bringing to the table to help a team win, and that's what I need to do. So without getting too nitty-gritty into details, how, how do you go from being the guy that you were to the guy that you now want to be? Um, I think it's just you know, being aggressive, um, trying to drive the ball, and, you know, singles will come. And, <clears throat> you know, I was actually talking to uh, Kyle the other day, and it seems like the more aggressive I'm being, you know, I'm not swinging at bad pitches, and I'm laying off pitches, and I'm still taking my walks. And it's just me being the aggressor instead of letting the pitcher be the aggressor. I think that's the biggest thing that I've changed. <clears throat> Since you've come to the Mariners, who's been – the most influential guy or group of guys for you so far, whether it be in the minor league level, the major league level, as the yeah, Tar Heel walks by us. Um, <laughs> it's funny that he's just walked by. It's definitely Kyle. Um, you know, it's the way I was raised and um, the way I was brought up. You know, he. it's pretty cool to see um, a superstar like him, the way he treats younger players. Um, he is willing to answer any questions. Um, he's willing to, you know, talk to me whenever I need to talk about something. And the biggest thing is he's honest. And that's something that, you know, sometimes the honest truth isn't what you want to hear, but it's what you need to hear. And um, he's always there to help me. And he's always, if I ask him about a pitcher, what's this guy going to do, how he's going to do it, you know, he's always takes time out of his day to make time for me, which, you know, I greatly appreciate. And um, it's pretty cool to see. Was that a relationship that was started by him when you were the new guy coming up? I mean, for the first time I walked in the clubhouse um, after being traded and got called up in September a year and a half ago, he went out of his way to come introduce himself. <clears throat> and, um, you know, when I started and made my debut, he went out of his way to, you know, tell me, you know, get out there early and, um, you know, this is a special day and take it all in. And from then on, you know, I, I felt like that I could talk to him and um, it made it a lot easier being in the clubhouse. But, you know, all the guys, it's pretty cool, and I say it all the time, that the superstars are – you know, Kyle and Robbie and Felix and Nelson and all those guys. I mean, now D, like how personable they are and how good they are in the clubhouse is, goes unknown for people that <clears throat> aren't in the clubhouse. And it's pretty cool to, you know, have superstars that don't have to be that way that are that way. You've spent enough time <clears throat> at first base with Kyle Seeger at third base. I, I think you can confirm a number that we were told the other day by Mark Simon of Sports Info Solutions that Kyle Seeger has the most accurate infield arm in the major leagues. Do you ever find yourself having to do too much work on throws across the diamond? <clears throat> Um, no, that's, I did not know that that stat, but yeah, he, uh, he always seems like he throws it right on the chest and, um, he, uh, he takes pride. I know he takes a lot of pride in his infield and I mean, he's got the, he's got a gold glove and not many people can say that. So, um, it's fun to watch him work, um, not only in the field, but also, um, in the batter's box and, you know, I can definitely take stuff from him every single day. Hey, you mentioned D Gordon. There is an addition to the clubhouse now, thanks to D. I know you're a college basketball guy. Can you tell us about this Papa shot in the clubhouse here in Peoria? Uh, I have not played it yet, but, you know, it definitely uh, brings a little fun to the clubhouse. <laughs> uh, I've heard that D is really good, and I know he's a good basketball player, so anytime he's around there, I'm going to stay away because I really <laughs> don't feel like getting embarrassed. <laughs> hey, Daniel, as always, man, it's great to catch up with you. Fantastic work so far here in camp, and thank you so much for the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's going to do it. Not a long one, but here we go. We're off and running for the 2018 season. Why don't we meet again tomorrow and talk about this one as opening day will be in the books. We'll talk all about it. We'll get you ready for the weekend against Cleveland and then on the road to San Francisco. And here we go. The season officially here. This is fantastic. Thanks for being here once again. I'm looking forward to another year of conversations and podcasts and Mariners baseball and everything else. And there's really only one way to ring in the Mariners baseball season. 
Someone once said, you don't grip a baseball. A baseball grips you. It fills our days and brightens our nights. Over the course of a season and the span of a lifetime. We share hope, drama, and joy. It brings us all closer together, nine innings at a time. It's the game we live. It's the game we love. Welcome back, baseball. Welcome back. See you later!